the Naked Vibe Show. Are you ready to get naked? Welcome to the Naked Vibe Show. I'm Kimberly Kane, and I am here with my good friend Mark Thomas today. And we are going to talk music, we're going to talk small business and about the passion for creativity and all kinds of things. We'll just see where it goes. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for having me. So great to see you. Yeah, you too. And you know, I decided the way I really want Mark to introduce himself to you is just to give us a riff. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right way to go into Absolutely. a conversation Absolutely. about music. I mean, why wait to do the music, right? We right, just like right. start straight up with it. That's right. Yeah. That was I'm Long like, Shot, by the way. It's called okay, Long, long Shot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Off of your new music compilation. Yes. And so I want to talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, this is called Lucky 13, right? That's correct. That's okay. correct. Uh, and- Mojo Brothers Band. It's our first compilation. And so there's 13 songs on it. And that's why we called it Lucky 13. Lucky 13. It's out on Texas radio. It's been out for about two weeks on Texas radio, that's right? That's correct. That's okay. correct. And it is also available on all the DSPs, like yes. any, anywhere yes. you listen to get your streaming music, right? Correct. Correct. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Deezer, you name it. Tidal, all of them. Perfect. Right. Yes. All right. And so the Mojo Brothers Band... How long has that been together? Because first of all, you've been a musician for since a I was nine. Yes, yeah, a, yes. a lifetime, right? And uh, you know, I should say right here too, just because it's fun. Yeah, Mark and I went to high school together. That's right. But what's cool is three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you for for clarifying that's right. that. That's right. <laughs> What's cool is that we didn't really know each other in high school because we graduated in different years. His brother was closer uh, in age to me, and I can't remember where we all fit in in that hierarchy. But Mark and I connected later on Facebook because we do similar things. And we noticed that and we're like, hey, let's get together. And then that brought together a really good close friendship that I'm really just so happy about. Likewise. Absolutely. Thank you. As I've gone through and I've talked about this on the podcast, what I call my life avalanche, (laughs) you know, all the loss that I've had in the last several years. And as I've been navigating that and had to put the podcast on hiatus Coming back into it, I've been, you know, telling people that I would get back to the conversations with other creative people because I think they're so important. And I felt like getting back into them, it would be a great way to come into it with you, you know, knowing each other and having similar pursuits. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Knowing all of that, and I actually, like I said, because we didn't know each other really growing up, we were, you know, kind of in the same little area. Right. Same group. Yeah. Same group of people. But you were playing music then. I was playing music. And how then did that evolve into the Mojo Brothers most recently? Oh, goodness. Well, you know, um, 
right after college, I did go out to LA to play guitar and I was out there for about three and a half years. And, um, I came back, uh, because I was starving you know, <laughs> and I like to eat, you know, uh, I can tell you endless stories of, you know, uh, the craziness out in LA, but it, it taught me a lot. It was a great experience. And I, you know, came back and, um, my family was in broadcasting. So mm-hmm. cut my hair and got into radio and I thought I'd be there a few years. And then it, you know, it was over 20. Wow. And, um, but you know, I, I always, you know, I played in bands when I came back and, and, and kept that going and, and used my music ability, uh, in a positive way. I was in radio sales. Right. And, um, it's interesting that, you know, when I went in, I was, you know, as green as those leaves on the, on the tree out there, you know, <laughs> and didn't really know how to sell what to do. And so right off the bat, I would, I just took my acoustic guitar in to see clients and I would just play something and say, Hey, what do you think about this idea? And it worked. Wow. And yeah, they would always, you know, I mean, week one, I, I got a car dealership on the air and it was one that they'd been trying for a long time to get. And I just literally cold called him because I had an idea the night before and brought my guitar and was in front of the general manager and showed him the idea. And I remember at the end of it, when I was leaving, he said, okay, I'll spend this much with you for 13 weeks and just go back and tell the general manager, he knows me and have him call me. And he said, now, wait a minute, are you an on-air guy? Are you a sales guy? <laughs> and I and I told him I was a sales guy, and um, you know he said, "Well, where's your proposal and where's your paperwork and all that, and, and how many spots am I going to get?" Mm-hmm. And, and I said, "You know, I don't know. I, I'll just make sure it works for you. I'll give you as many as you need to make it work." And he's like, "Okay, that's a good answer, you know." And uh, but then over time, as I became more successful, that went away because I came became too busy. And I became just like everyone else, wow. a salesperson doing the proposals and doing So that element went away. I was like, you know, doing the computer work and doing the office work and all that. And, and over time it, it, it took its toll. Yeah. It, you know, and that's the thing that was, that was missing. Um, so um, over time, but I did real well. And that's the thing that would uh, counteract it is financially you're doing great. You know, mm-hmm. you're in corporate sales and, it's going very well, but it just, you know, I felt like a fish out of water being in the corporate world and uh, really being a musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then, you know, as my kids got older, I was able to get back into playing guitar. So there was about a 10-year uh, window where I really didn't pick it up. I'd pick it up at home and stuff, but I didn't play like, you know, being in a band and really play. Mm-hmm. And so... As soon as I did that, all of a sudden my sales numbers went up and everything else started clicking again. And that's when I realized I was like, okay, this is it. That's it. This is who I am, right? Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. It makes you happy. Yes. Makes you more confident, uh, makes you more creative uh, in all facets of your life, not just on the guitar. And so that's when I really noticed it. I love, love that you opened with that story because so many people who are creatives at heart and they were in their childhood or teenage years or maybe even early 20s and then that life gets in the way thing happens and 
sure, there are things that we have to do where sometimes we have to set aside other things. Sure. It's, life it's takes just, its course. It, exactly. There are just things that you have to do. But overall, I think it's the recognition that as a creative person, especially as a musician, this is not something you do. It is who you are. It is your soul. And that finding ways to use it is really essential for your happiness, for your well-being, your your mental health. Um, and I think that that's a really powerful story that you shared to show how green straight out of the shoot. It's like, well, you know, let me go in and show them what I know. And that music ends up being the thing that created the business. Right, right. And it, it also, it created a relationship beyond the business. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to really know me as a guitar player, <laughs> sure. musician, then an account executive. Of course. Or a salesperson. So doing that type of thing in front of them, that's what it was. All of a sudden, I, day one, had a personal relationship yeah. with them. So, and, and that, the power of that there too is, you know, in radio sales, I mean, that's a really competitive, really just high powered industry. Right. And to, you know, I wasn't in sales. I was also in radio and here, there we were both in Dallas radio. Right. And didn't know that about each other. We weren't at the same stations, but, um, just knowing the sales team and just right. what go-getters they were, right. right? And and what that really requires. When you go in with the idea, I'm going to sell somebody something. You know, no who who likes that? Who likes to be approached that way? None of us do. And the fact that you went in in a whole different way I know you're not going to sit here and toot your own horn, but I know that that made you very successful because you put the relationship first. And how can I, how can I relate to this person? Well, I'll use what I know, right? Right. Yes. That that's really it was very naive, you know, mm-hmm. very green and you and know, yet so and, wise. <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you, thank you. It, it was you know it was an overwhelming feeling when I first got the job. I remember I called my dad day one. I was like, okay, I got the job. Now what do I do? I had no idea what to do. You know, oh, I love uh, that. So I've I was, been in that position. And they so do. They just throw times. you to the wolves. They go, "There's your desk. There's your phone. Good luck." <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, okay, you know. Oh, that's so, great. That's great. Yeah, a, a great experience. Um, so, you know, in using the creative and, and in advertising, it, it's all about the message. Right. And so many people do the exact opposite. They get so caught up in, you know, the numbers of it, yeah. how many spots I get, all the math involved. And the last thing they do is they do the creative mm-hmm. 45 minutes before it hits the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the most, your messaging is who you are right. or your video or whatever is your communication to them. So the creative is the most important. And, you know, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this show and a lot of musicians are entrepreneurs. I mean, there Absolutely. are a lot of us that... Uh, we create and then, and especially in this day and age, what we used to be able to do was 
you know, put out our flyers or Texas was ripe with festivals for right. a long time. We played a lot of festivals. We did a lot of, you know, opening act shows for big, big name acts that were coming through. And things have changed since then, obviously. Yes. Now there are a lot of people putting their music out online and finding success without ever having played a gig. I don't recommend that, but... <laughs> But you can right. start there, but at some point you need to play in front of people and you need to play with people because it's important. So we as creatives then say, how can I make this into a business? And so those entrepreneurial aspects come in. You have taken what you do going from a salesperson and created a small business yes. that has been very successful. And I would love to hear about specifically how you've been able to tie your music into your business. And I would say even more than that, there's a lot of people who go through life and they lose that creativity, like we were saying. And then it comes to a point where it's like, well, I used to do that. I would have loved to have done that. But that is a passion. It's a dream that's died because they're in a very black and white thinking pattern. And what's beautiful is that you're able to do both. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about how you do that and how it works for you. Well, it, you know, you hit the nail on the head is th that's the thought process. When I went through uh, not playing, didn't have time to play uh, because life takes over, you know, our life changes um, and you have more responsibility. Uh, so it you put it down. and. I, I went through a time where I really, I couldn't even pick it up because I was so frustrated. Yeah. And knowing that it's like anything, it's like working out. It's, uh, you have to keep your skill up. Yeah. And when you're out of practice, you're out of practice. It's just like a, uh, an athlete. That's why they go through preseason. Mm -hmm. They have to warm up and get the reps in. Being a musician, playing an instrument, a vocalist, whatever, yeah. is the same way. Mm -hmm. So you go a long time without it, and then you try it again. You're like, I'm horrible, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I used to be pretty good, <laughs> you, know? you know. It's like, nope, you know. And then you're really frustrated, and you're angry, very, you know. Yes. Yeah, very frustrated. So, but fortunately, with you know being in the media business, you're around creatives. And you can be creative. That's why I went there. My family was in television and still is. And they would always say, why did you go radio? You know, why don't you go television? We, you know, I was like, well, because of the music, mm -hmm. you know, when I was three years old, I was pounding on the dash, listening to the Beatles, you know, just going, oh my gosh, you know, that's so great. Mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't let my mom let, pull me out of the car because I wanted to hear the end of the song. This you know? is life right in here. <laughs> right, right. That's right, right. I don't need anything else. We used to drive around the block waiting for another the, the song to come back on. My mom would do that. We'd drive around waiting for the, because, you know, back then they'd play the same, they still do 12 songs over and over. Yeah. Yes, you know, right. It was greatness. Yeah. The reason that I actually left radio. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, I need more music. That's how I learned how to play guitar. I would sit upstairs, they'd play the same 12 songs, and I'd just, you know, here it comes again. Yeah. Pick it up and do it. Yeah. But so I'm in an industry where it all kind of goes together, um, where like the timing of things. Yes. You know, there's there's timing in music, you know, phrasing in music, you know, how you communicate with people. Um, and so knowing that and listening to that very young, 
it immediately when I was writing spots and stuff, doing a 60 second or a 30 second or a 15, something like that, boom, it was easy. You, you just know, know. You, you, just, you, yeah, you, you can feel, feel it. it. You know right. when 30 seconds has gone by. Right. And so, you know, using both uh, and, you know, using the music in business um, was easy to right. do uh, and effective. So finally, I, you know, I'd always wanted to work for myself, always. You know, the whole time I was like, you know, I am working in corporate America, which was great, but um, always wanted to do my own thing. And I finally got to a point where, okay, you know, I'm a little older, I've, I've had success, you know, now's the time to do it because if I don't, I never will. Mm-hmm. Kind of like never picking up the instrument again. If I don't do it, I never will. Mm-hmm. So, and it's kind of, they kind of went together. It's very scary to do that. It is. Because the buck stops with you. Yeah, it takes there's, a lot of courage. There's no um, safety net whatsoever, <laughs> you know? And that's what and, stops a lot of people. Right, right. But But here's the thing, though. Carry that thought out a little further. Why didn't it stop you? Uh, because it, I, I, it felt right. You know, it did. It, it, I could tell it was time. And, um, I'd been thinking about it for several years and, um, uh, my confidence was there to do it. And so, um, I, you know, have several other partners, business partners that, um, we all work together and they're the right guys and the right people. Um, so we're very fortunate to have success and and sustain it. It's Mm -hmm. very, very tough. All the stuff that was going on. Um, so, you know, and and then about after five years of that and okay, you know, we're going to be okay. Started playing again, you know, and that really came from, okay, there's a timing here. Yeah. And I knew about, it was really for this fall because I knew that, uh, it was for right now because, about five years ago, I was looking at it going, okay, my son will be in college his freshman year this fall. He's, he's a freshman at University of Arkansas. Cool. And okay, well, the <laughs> house will suing. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's beautiful up there. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was president of the student body there. No kidding. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to leave that town. Yeah. Fayetteville's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I knew that all the kids would be gone. Yeah. And uh, I would be going crazy, you know, because I didn't have sports to coach. I was fortunate to be assistant coach for a long time uh, for the kids. And uh, I knew that the time would be there where I would have yeah. the time to do it again. So the band thing kind of evolved about three, three and a half years ago. I started with uh, a guy that's no longer in the band. And and uh, I literally put an ad out, you know, looking for people Um I had played in, uh, with my younger brother and, and his band for a long time. And, and that's when I stopped because, it, you know, with the kids and the career and all that, I couldn't do all of it. Yeah. You can't stay out till one o'clock in the morning and be at work <laughs> at eight. You know, it just doesn't take work. take your three kids. Right, right. So, you know, I, I started it back up and then um, one guy left and I called Christian, who was, uh, he's the lead singer, acoustic guitar player. He had sat in one night. And just did a couple songs. And you know how it is. Yeah. When you have chemistry. Yep. You know, and we were both going, okay, that was pretty good, you know, looking at each other. And and so four or five months had gone by. And that night was actually on my daughter's 21st birthday. 
and she was there and everything. And and so I, I had talked to him in the crowd, not knowing that he was, uh, he, he walked up and uh, introduced himself and talked. And so then we were about to start the next set and um, his date walks up and says, Hey, can he sit in with you? I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, the guy I was just talking to, he's like, yeah. And, and come to find out he does a solo thing on acoustic guitar and plays up there all the time. And, and so he sat in with us and it went, it went real well. And I thought, and uh, when the other lead singer decided to not do it, I had a gig in 10 days. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to call and cancel. Mm -mm. And so I called the previous place. Um, The owner was a friend of mine and just said, Hey, you remember that night, you know, and that, uh, uh, younger guy got up and sang with us. He's like, Oh yeah, it's Christian. He's an awesome guy. Gave me his number. And I called him and he came over and, uh, didn't even rehearse with the drummer and the bass player, just he and I. And I was like, okay, what do you know? Okay. Here's, you know, let's, and we'll just wing it. And we <laughs> right. just, and we did, <laughs> right. we did, we totally winged the night. Mm-hmm. It went great. It was fun. And, and then we really didn't practice. We just, I just said, Hey, you want to uh, join the band? And he did. And, and uh, so that was about three and a half years ago. And we were just doing, you know, covers that fit acoustic guitar player, mm-hmm. singer, and electric guitar. You know, the format of obviously country works great. We right. do country. And, but, you know, uh, other stuff like John Mellencamp, uh, Tom Petty, mm-hmm. sure. uh, the Eagles. Yeah. You know, there's a ton Things of yeah, bad company that the, the focus the on the acoustic company. guitar yeah. and the electric together. So, that's really the format is the structure of the four piece, not we're country or this. Right. You know, and you can hear that on our music too. We're, we kind of cross the line where it's country or it's, mm-hmm. it's pure country. It's mm-hmm. country with rock or, uh, this sounds more like blues, you know, up tempo stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I came out to hear you live, which was really fun. And I'm, I'm glad that I did that before we've talked here. And this is a great place to, I want to come back and talk a little bit about that spontaneity and that staying with it and just jumping out there and doing it. Mm -hmm. But let's listen to a song from your new music compilation. And um, how about we listen to, um, tell me the name of this, because this is just like a rockin' uh, real Texas country song. It's it's called Girls, what's it called? Guns and Guitars, what's it called? That's just the opening leg. Women, Women cars, cars guns, guns, and guitars. And guitars. I used to raise some hair a long time ago. Now I found what I like. Got my collection to show. I like strong
Guitars, a good old Texas rock and rowdy song, right? Indeed, yes. <laughs> we love that stuff. And you know, here's what I love so much about that kind of song is it, tell me, did that not get your juices flowing? Are you not like grooving and just ready to go, ready yeah. to rock? You're ready to go out and, and, and tackle something, right? It's an up, up tempo two-stepper yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 If you're enjoying this show and getting some insights that will help you on your life journey, then I've got some exciting news for you. There is now a premium version of the Naked Vibes podcast. It takes a lot of time and a lot of love to produce a podcast. So when you become a premium subscriber for just $5 a month, you help me keep the show up and running. You'll get an extra episode every month. Go to the show notes on nakedvibes.com for a link and I'll see you inside. You know, here's the thing. When it comes to music and energy, we can use it very specifically for shifting our perspectives, for shifting where we are energetically. So if you're in a kind of a down mood, or let's say you've got something really important 
that you've got to do a meeting, somebody you've got to meet. Uh, and even if you have an important phone conversation, something like that, and your head, your heart, you're just not in the game. Use music as an intentional tool to shift your perspective and to raise your energy. Or if you got too much energy, you're wired. Use it to bring it down a notch. Okay. Because what's amazing about it is it works more quickly than anything else to shift that mood, shift that perspective. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about how that's worked for both of us. Mark touched on a little while ago, the, the changes in, in music and how it moves from point A to point B. And I was thinking when he was talking about that, because I've created some uh, movement meditations that I've talked to you about before, and I'll put a link in the show notes for those. But one of the th- reasons that they're so effective is focusing on the spaces between the beats, because if you just have solid sound, you don't have music. You have to have spaces between those beats. And that is how life works too. We have to have space to be able to hear ourselves think, to be able to tap into our core, who we are as people, so that we can be whole and powerful in everything that we do in our lives and vulnerable. I mean that in a powerful way, that vulnerability in relationships. So we're going to talk a little bit about that now and how Mark has navigated some of these times in his life and how music has helped him uh, shift perspectives and get through hard times maybe. So wouldn't you say that that's been an integral part for you in getting through some tough or painful times? Absolutely. You know, and and, uh, great topic, by the way. Um, It's important. Yes, it really is. And sometimes you, you, you don't, realize it. Yeah. You're not consciously thinking about that, hey, playing or listening is uh, therapeutic, mm-hmm. so to speak. And it always, um, you know, like every night, it helps me, like you say, come down from the day. It yeah. helps me take my mind off of of all the things that I have to do or did or, you know, you're always rethinking stuff. So you're not sitting there spinning trying to fall asleep and you can't, Mm -hmm. uh, it it definitely does that because it immediately makes you think of something else. You have to concentrate on playing and it just, it just pulls you down and puts you in a better mood. Right. If you're in a bad mood, it, 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 you forget about it Mm -hmm. because you're focused on something else. You're just letting yourself go. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's always been there when there's been, you know, everyone goes through rough patches, right? You know, that's life, you know, and, uh, it's, it's always been something that, um, is used to enjoy life. Yeah. So to speak. So when you're bummed, you're like, Hey, let's go do something. You know, let's, let's, let's go gig. Let's play. Let's go have fun. Mm -hmm. Let's get with other people. Right. Right. So, and you're not necessarily doing it on purpose or Mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to use music to make me feel better. Right. You just want to do it. Right. It's like working out. It's natural. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's a natural um, thing to do to want to change the way you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And music has always been the best way for me. Absolutely. I mean, you know, (laughs) I think about songs that my sister and I have done and how those songs came about and what kinds of feelings and emotions created those songs really, because you don't, 
as a writer, you typically don't go, okay, I'm going to write something. What am I going to write? Right. Yes. It something. writes itself. Yeah. Right. It, it It is a thing unto itself. It exists. Like last night, talking about falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was just on the verge, and this happens a lot. I'm like, oh, don't do that right now. But just about to fall asleep, and boom, there's a hook line that comes in. <laughs> and I've learned over the years as much as you think I'll get up and, and write that down in the morning, nope, do no, it now or it's gone. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, so sure. I got up, yeah. you know, I went in sleepily saying that into the phone. And it's amazing to me how this, this thing, this idea exists and it wants to become tangible in the world. It wants to come through. So whoever's antenna is up, it's like, okay, it's coming through, which... We're going to talk about this song in a little bit here, but you've got a song called Lightning Comes Around. Yes. And I think about that with creativity a lot, how it is like lightning. It comes through and we're these conduits for it. And if we don't exercise that creativity, that energy just turns around and around and around. So whether it's through exercise, through through some creative mode, it's got to come through. Have you found that to be true for you, that there's something there that just needs to move through you? I think it's constant, you know, it's just a, a constant thing. Uh, it's part of my personality. Uh, everyone has said that, you know, I, I never really stop, you know, <laughs> I'm just constantly going and um, I kind of feel guilty if I'm not. It, and it, I don't feel like I'm constantly doing something, but apparently that seems to be the case. <laughs> apparently <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> right. right. Um, but yes, if I don't do it, yeah. then I go nuts. Right. That's the thing is if I'm dormant for a while, uh, it, you know, I start getting cranky and mean. And mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, I tend to like to be very active. And it's hard for me to sit in one place. Right. You know, so Same. Uh, physically <laughs> and, you know, creatively, you know, I, I like to just constantly do it. So, it, it, and it is like that. It's energy, uh, releasing energy is what it is. Right. Um, do you have a go-to riff? Like something that you pick up and do over and over again because it's kind of like, it, it's kind of one of your therapeutic things. It's interesting you say that. Probably, you know, we'll do like a dominant seven chord, like a. You know, so I'm hitting the flat seven into the E. This is where I. This is where I always start out. It is a whatever key I'm in. I mean, I started the other one on the dominant seven too. You know. I hear that uh, and I go, here we go. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And. I know it's, it's it's interesting. I was like, I oh, always start on the flat seven, uh, <laughs> you know. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me, "What's your note?" Right. I don't know. It's like, what 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 note is it? Hey, is it hey 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 hey? Right. What is it? Where do you just start? And if that's your starting place, you know, there's science behind that. Maybe what is it? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I'd like to know. You know it would be interesting uh, to know because there's all kinds of science around tones and pitches and certain chords. 
I don't know any of that, but I've looked at some of it and I've thought, oh, wow, that is deep and huge. Maybe I'll do a podcast with somebody who's like a super expert on that sometime because it is very, very interesting. Very, yes. You know, there are certain tones. And certain um, keys too, the same way. Absolutely. What, what key are you starting in? Yeah. You know? And, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've found how often, and I'm, you know, pretty upbeat person, but I've found how often I will lean to minor keys. Mm-hmm. In my writing, yes, it, minor keys are, for me are easier to play, uh, and you know, and it's uh, uh, you know, it gives you the uh, western uh, spooky, evil, <laughs> that's right, right, mysterious, right uh, tones. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting that you say that. You know, I wonder, as such an upbeat person, why I often am going there. And I do believe that for me, it has a lot to do with the mystery, the mystery of creativity, the mystery of ideas that are kind of out there beyond you and grabbing onto them and making them into something. There is a really profound mystery there. Yes. And in modern music, so many people use the minor pentatonic to to write with. Yeah. You know, so country's major pentatonic, rock and roll, yeah. minor pentatonic. Yeah. You know. Very interesting, isn't yeah. it? Those mm-hmm. differences, mm-hmm. the uh, slight differences that make a huge difference. Oh, you know, absolutely. When they're, and they create such different feelings in the listener, which I think is so important. I mean, think about that. Going back to what I was saying before, how used intentionally, we can move ourselves from one place to another with music as a healing tool, really. So there are ways of being able to tap into another person's feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you are in a place where you have a friend, a loved one who is in a difficult time in their life, and maybe you're just not relating to it. Maybe that's just like, you know what, get over it. Or maybe you're thinking, I really would like to be having more fun than this right now. Music can help you meet them better, can help you get yourself to a place where you have a deeper level of compassion and understanding because we all have all this, these range of emotions within us and music can help you tap into them better. So from a guy's perspective, some of those emotions that are a little bit harder to tap into, and you may not have done this intentionally, but can you think of ways that music has helped you tap into some of those deeper emotions that you needed to reach maybe? And, you know, and guys are, and girls are very, very different. Yeah. And men don't think about this as much, you know, right. and we're taught and American society is is that, hey, you're going to be successful, you're going to work hard, you're going to provide, um, and we're judged by that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you're um, a child, people say, what are you going to do when you grow up? That's the big question. What are you going to do? So right off the bat, we're all thinking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, you know, I think this relates to what you're saying. So the way I talk to my kids is I say, you know, the most important thing is that you're happy, Mm. that you live 
a happy life that um, you're not stressed out and worried and you go through life worrying about things that really don't matter. Yes, we have to make a living. Yes, we have to take care of ourselves. But put yourself in a situation where that's not all you're thinking about. And that's what's not most important to you. You know, uh, your relationships with whoever, Mm -hmm. your friends, your family, um, that's what's most important, Um, especially as you go through life, you understand that. Um, And I think that's one of the things that we should be, you know, teaching young people is, hey, listen, you know, as you get older, people, they don't judge you or want to be your friend or whatever if you're successful and not happy. Right. They want to be around people that are happy and fun and have confidence that they know they're where they should be in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, they know who they are. Yeah. They're not constantly chasing something. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good definition of success to me. Absolutely. When you meet someone that's, uh, you know, great in their own skin and they're confident and they're happy, you want to be around like, what are they doing? What, you know, how'd they accomplish that? Right. Instead of focusing on the grind and, and Mm -hmm. uh, doing that your whole life. Yeah. So, and music is a way for me to uh, balance my emotions. It's like, it's like when we play live, Mm -hmm. we try to focus on Listen, when people come out, they're wanting to blow off steam. Yeah. They're wanting to have fun. They're wanting to escape for three hours. Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. You know, is leave their troubles behind and go have fun. So we want to do that with them and for them. Mm-hmm. And so it does dictate what kind of music we play, what we write about, um, thinking about those things in the creative process when a creative idea comes along, Mm -hmm. you know, put, putting, um, the, the audience first for that very reason, Mm -hmm. um, is, you know, to put life in perspective and moments like that, are more important yeah. than whether you got that promotion or not. Right. You're not going to, re- when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to think about that. You're going to be thinking of your promotion. You're going right. to be thinking about the times you had, had so much and fun. wish I had more of them. Yes. You yes. know? Yes. So I think about that a lot now yeah. is, you know, what's most important. Right. And, uh, and having that balance. And so music is the one thing that makes everything kind of work. It really does. It makes everything work. And it's so interesting when you talk about being there for the audience. Right. Music is not a, it's not a singular thing. It's done in community. So with the band, for instance, you're in communion with the band. And for me, that can be a very spiritual experience. It can be a very Uh, It's an experience that is difficult to describe unless you've been there doing it, that you're in communion with these other people. And there is an unspoken language that's happening there. It's highly intuitive. Oh, yeah. You're speaking in a way that is way beyond the thinking mind. And so you are able to let go 
let go of those pretenses and those things that get in our ways, those worries and right. fears and doubts and anxiety. You let it all go because now we're beyond the thinking mind, which is where those things live. And going beyond that thinking mind, now we can relate to each other in a whole different way. And we know each other in right. a whole different way Absolutely. that we never even have to talk about. We never right. even have to say, oh, here is what that is, or here is what that means. We just know it. So I'm speaking about this from the perspective of being a writer, a musician, and performer. Right. But you can still engage in that process as a listener and as a music appreciator. Right. Because we know with audiences... We are doing this together. We're doing the music together. So it's a very tribal thing. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, talking about, you know, the, the subjects we've been talking about, about men, you know, yeah. and the struggles that men go through and and um, putting everything on their shoulders and, and being the man. And the, you know, thoughts on that is that, you know, if you have – something um, that helps you get through things, you know, take advantage of it. It's like yeah. if you are frustrated that you don't get to play golf and you love golf, you know, I, I would recommend you do it. Start playing. You start playing because <laughs> it, all of a sudden it makes everything else better, right. you know, and uh, it puts you in a good mood. And then it, it almost like fixes all the problems that you were having because – your mindset has Bingo. changed. Yes. Uh, if you work out and yes. you don't have time to do that, you know, whatever yes. it is, if you travel, yes. uh, you know, don't let those things, that part of your life, uh, don't neglect that right. because it really will affect everything. I, I honestly think that's, that's when you really start dying. So for a lot of guys, especially who see things in a black and white way, and maybe they're not really black and white thinkers, but they're living in a black and white way where right. it's like, I used to be a musician or I used to be a golfer or I used right. to be, you know, name my sports, water skiing, you know, I yeah. used to water ski, whatever it is. Um, but I don't anymore because life gets in the way. Right. And so now life is rough and my relationship is very lackluster. And, and that's the way it's supposed to be, by the way, because yeah. it's where I am in my life. Yeah. That's I mean, what we think. It's like, and you get, you're getting older and right. this is the way older people are. Things right. just happen and life just goes away. That's for right. younger people. And I'm here to tell you, uh-uh, that is a state of mind. Because right. when Absolutely. you give yourself permission to engage in your passions, in your dreams, and and like you're talking about, you balance it. You balance yes. it. You don't just dive headlong into, well, I've decided I'm going to go back to being a, you know, trying to be a rock star. Right, right. You're exactly. going back to saying, hey, I'm a whole person. I'm not just this guy who goes to work and comes home every day and has the same thing for dinner. I'm also the guy... I still have that inner rock star. If I let him come back alive again, everything's going to start looking and working better and more smoothly. And you have the permission to do that. Absolutely. Recommend it. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's really just an essential for living a good and whole life. So, you know, you want to fix your relationships and what do most people do now? They're in a relationship that they don't like anymore. So they just leave. Right. 
And how difficult is that to go through? There's so many steps that you can go to beforehand. And for me, one of the main go-tos is stop trying to work on that and just work on bringing yourself back to life. You don't have to go somewhere else to do that. Right. That's not going to fix the problem. No, you just carry it with you, right? Absolutely. That's probably the biggest um, casualty. Yeah. Is relationships. Yeah, absolutely. When you're not balanced right and you, you're you're not yourself. Right. I think if there's one thing probably that both of us could say to men is finding who you are and being true to who you are and really being proud of that and comfortable with that and, and stepping into your own skin um, is probably the most powerful thing that you can do, not just for yourself, but for everyone you love, everyone around you. Right. And I think that for men of a certain age that they're, they feel like there's an embarrassment or a guilt to uh, try to keep um, their passions alive. Mm. And it's actually the opposite. It's the opposite. It's the total opposite. When yeah. you uh, do it, people cheer you on yeah. and you find the, because your personality goes back to what you, who you are. Yeah. And you and, matter. And, There's right. a reason you're here. Yes. And and it's nothing but encouragement. Yeah. And, yeah. It's amazing. I love that. And I, and I love that you're doing what you do. It, it really is such a powerful and beautiful thing and seeing you on stage and the joy that you're expressing to people there and, um, and the fun that you're creating and the fun that you're getting to have for yourself. And, um, you know, talking about relationships, there's another song in Mark's music compilation, the Mojo brothers, it's called lightning comes around. And, Let's do a lead in for us and tell us a little bit about it before sure, we listen. Sure. We'll do that. We'll listen here in a minute. So I was thinking of the audience. You know, I was trying to come up with um, something that was upbeat, uh, a cross between country and rock. And so uh, Lightning Comes Around is about a, a woman that a man wants. Uh, he has a relationship with her, but he can't close the deal. Mm. So uh, lightning comes around and then she rolls away under cover of the night is one of the lines in it. So um, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to it. Okay. The opening lick is.
Lightning Comes Around from the Mojo Brothers on their new music compilation. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about the healing power of music and how it can really help you find your core, your center, whether you play music or whether you're a music lover and listener. Either way, if you will start using it more intentionally, I think you're going to find that music is actually medicine. It might even help you stay off of medications of other types. Use it intentionally. Play around with that and let it help you find your passions again, your desires. And I'm giving you permission to tap into those. So I want to let you know about the new premium level of the Naked Vibes Show podcast. You can find it by going to nakedvibes.com in the show notes. I'll have a link to it. And in the premium version, when you subscribe, you're going to get to hear some more fun stories and some more music, an extra episode every month. And I can't wait for you to tap into that and see you over on the other side. Mark and I are going to tell some stories inside premium. So jump on that. (laughs) And he's going to lead us out with a little riff here. What do you got for me? You know, this is a country one. I was just kind of playing it there a little bit. Uh, this one's called Ain't Loved Her in Years. So. <laughs> enjoyed it very much let's do it again so remember to be true to who you are love big always stand in your truth 
See you next time. This show is sponsored by Rocket U with the online video course, Beyond Religion, How to Pray and Get Answers. You'll find a link in the show notes on NakedVibes.com for a free video on how to better understand your intuition and tune your vibe so that you can use it in a very practical way. You have the freedom to be naked and unashamed about who you truly are. Stand in the truth. Love big. And you are aligned with the greatest power in the universe. I'm Kimberly Kane, and this is Naked Vibes. Naked Vibes.